Meglin here with Rachel Poley and we're your hosts for the Merry Writer podcast. We are on episode 69 and this week's question is, how do you write effectively while working from home? Before we begin, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening so you never miss a show and if you enjoy our episode, please do give it a like. Yeah, working from home. I think that's been quite a common thing since the pandemic. And I know there are a lot of people who will probably continue working from home, even as things are opening up and the lockdown eases, either full-time working from home or even part-time. I know there's a lot of people doing that now. So I think it's a good idea to talk about how to effectively write while working from home. My first point to work effectively is to create a schedule. Now, I've been working from home um, longer than the pandemic. And if you're writing and working, it can get a bit messy. So having a set schedule really helps. That can be a time you start, be consistent. Helpfully, if you can have an end time and make sure you include breaks, because especially as writers, we kind of sort of miss doing that and we'll kind of write on. So if you create a schedule that works for the work life, like you know what time you're supposed to be working, what sort of things you need to be doing, you can then see the spaces around that that you can slot in your writing time. The good thing about working from home is if you have a, a good like hour for lunch, you can have your lunch. If it only takes half an hour, that means you might have a nice half an hour chunk to sit at your desk and do some writing. So having these little breaks can really help for that. And just setting yourself up with a schedule so that you don't end up overwhelming yourself trying to do your work and your writing at the same time it might be that you can only do writing at the weekends or you start half an hour early before you start work and you do your writing then just sort of break it up and I think I think a schedule would help it kind of keeps things clean clean is a good way to describe it but it just helps you stay organized I think including breaks within your schedule is obviously super important because we're sitting down for the majority of the day And I usually try to work in about like a 20 minute walk in the middle of my day and I'll, I'll work for a couple of hours and then go for a walk and then work for another couple of hours. And then I have lunch. The only problem with lunch is that I usually just want to eat. I don't want to make anything because depending on what you make for lunch, then the break is going to end up being longer, but that's not necessarily a bad thing. That's just because I'm a workaholic and the longer the breaks, the better, because then it gives your brain a break. So I'm going to bounce off of Ari's point with the schedule and how I keep a schedule is that I write daily to-do lists and sometimes weekly to-do lists. But I started off writing weekly to-do lists and then I realized that I was getting overwhelmed by them because I would add so much to my week and then Monday would come and I'd be like, okay, let's get this, this, and this done. But I would only have time to get two out of the three things done because some tasks are more time consuming than others. And then I, I would have to bump something to the next day. And then by the end of the week, I would only have half of the list done or, you know, maybe not even half sometimes because things come up during the day. And then I would get overwhelmed and I'd feel guilty that I didn't work as well. So I switched over to daily to-do lists and that seems to help me a lot more because I have certain tasks that I want to get done each day. And then depending on if I have time afterward, I can work on other things. And it's kind of funny because I've been working from home for four years now. And a lot of times I have a hard time fitting in my creative writing. Like I have to get my other done work first before I do my creative writing, which is totally different because I typically write in the mornings. Uh, But now I've just been trying to get all of my work done first. And for some reason, these daily to-do lists and 
because I'm an early bird, I've been getting my work done by like, you know, the afternoon, early afternoon, and I can just spend the rest of my day writing or doing like other, you know, busy work or, you know, trying to get ahead for the next day. I have to admit, I, I absolutely love to-do lists. I think we're, we're both very to do list people. And I, I'm the same. I like to write in daily to-do lists. And I find the issue I used to have was I was very reactive. So I would be working or and sl- slotting in my writing time. And then something would come up that I'd need to do. And even if it wasn't a priority, because my brain doesn't seem to hold everything it used to anymore, I would be like, well, I better do it now. And I would slot things in during the day. And it would eat into the spare time I had to do writing. And now I try not to do that. And I am more proactive. So I have a list with me. And what I do is I, I say, right, I'm going to do like two things on my to-do list that are not work related because I have a, a separate list for that. And I try not to put too many on because I, I'm the same. I would always like, oh, here's 20 things. I, I feel so good. That I'm going to get these done. And then I'd get to it and the energy would be gone. I'd be like, yeah, I'm not going to do any of those. I'll move them to the next day. And repeat repeat so what I would do is I'd make a list of like two things maybe three if I was feeling really you know ambitious but two things and if something came up like I had to ring something I had to sort an appointment unless it was urgent it went on the list for the next day and then I scheduled it in see schedule see we, we always tie things back otherwise I would just go well I'll do it now I'll do it you know because I'll forget well, that's the whole point of having a list you write it down so you don't forget but I always did, even if it was not important, the number of times I would lose writing time by like chipping away at that time, slotting in other things that could have waited, could have waited till the weekend. And there's me on Tuesday throwing in things in the list. And there's always going to be things coming up. You know, people are going to want things, you know, you're going to get interruptions and everything. And with that in mind, I'm going to bounce to the next point, which is set boundaries with family members and yourself. I think that's the biggest issue with working from home is other people. It's always the issue. There's always an issue with other people. <laughs> Colleagues, family members. Yeah, if you've got people in the house with you, kids, uh, spouses, if you live with your family. The problem is if they don't work from home or even if they do, the issue is, oh, you're at home, so you must be free. And that never goes away. <laughs> they won't just fix that and, and start realising. You have to be really clear. Like a number of my family members will, will would ring throughout the day, no matter how many times I'd tell them I was working. And I would answer because sometimes it's an emergency. And then you find out it isn't an emergency. And they would just then start chatting. And it's kind of like, I'm at work. A lot of times the issue was if you weren't on the phone, then you were free. So I think you need to be really clear. Don't assume that they understand that you're working just because you're in your room. Don't assume that if you're on the laptop, they think, oh, you're working. It's nine to five or whatever hours. Be clear set boundaries tell them you know if you want to speak to me or you know unless it's urgent obviously make sure people know that but unless it's urgent if you want to speak to me I will have my break at this time and this time I will be at lunch at this time and this time drop me an email when I get chance I will read it but you need to be really close with that and and maybe even put a sign on the door (laughs) do not enter work in progress something just to to do that and also you need to do it with yourself and all it can be quite easy to fall into the not saying no system where someone needs something or wants something and it won't take long you're just like well all right yeah i'll come and help again unless it's important if it can't wait until lunch maybe but most things i find can wait till lunch and then you can give them a hand with something so you need to set boundaries for yourself too and don't get pulled into every little thing 
Yeah, unless other members of your family work from home as well, nobody truly understands what working from home actually entails. Because as Ari just said, people just think, oh, they're up there in their room. And because you work from home, they believe that your entire home is your workspace. Like you don't have a set nine to five job. You're just home all the time. So whatever you're working on now, you could always just do it later. That's no big deal. And that's something that you need to explain to people that, no, you can't just do it later. You, you don't want to get up early in the morning and then work and continuously get interrupted. And then you find yourself still working at eight o'clock at night. I mean, that's how we, I mean, a lot of people who are freelancers, like we don't understand what sleep is and we typically overwork ourselves anyway, but that's not something you want to do. And you certainly don't want to do it because your family members and friends don't understand that you're actually working just because you're home. It doesn't mean you're sitting on the couch with your feet up watching TV. Although I will say I do sometimes work while sitting on the couch with my feet up while watching TV because sometimes you have to, which brings me to my next point is to have a designated writing space. Even though I just kind of said that I sit on the couch sometimes with my feet up watching TV. <laughs> but if you have a designated writing space or workspace, whether it's at the dining room table or you have an office with a desk, if you have that certain area in your house that you typically go to to work, it'll just train your brain that this is my working area. Whenever I am in this room, I'm supposed to be doing something productive. Doesn't matter what it is. You just need to, this is, this is work. You know how sometimes when you used to have a full-time job, you'd go to work and your brain would just be like, ugh, work. There's got to be a room like that in your house where you don't dread, hopefully, but <laughs> it tells your brain this is my workspace and I need to be productive. And when you take breaks, try not to be in that same room when you take breaks. You can take your food elsewhere, go take it into the living room or, you know, go for a walk, go play with the dog, do something else and stay out of that room so that you can differentiate between, you know, your working hours and your break hours. Of course, I say all this and I don't necessarily listen to it. My office also acts as like a living room for myself and my sister. So I have my desk, but then I also have a TV with all my video games set up and stuff. But I think having a designated writing space is good, but also you do need to change up your environment once in a while, because sometimes when you're just in the same area for so long, you start to lose focus. And that is, that's most often a sign that you need a break or you just need a change of environment, in which case, if it's a nice day out, grab your laptop and go sit outside. I've seen people, like now that it's summer right now, I've seen people posting pictures on Twitter and stuff where got like a giant shoe box and they've been putting their laptops in the shoe boxes so that they can sit outside so that the sun isn't on their laptop so it doesn't overheat and it doesn't glare the screen, which I haven't given that a try yet, but it's definitely on uh, my things to do this summer. <laughs> I have to admit, a designated writing space and or workspace is a really good idea. I recently just divided the two I'm quite lucky in the space I have and I have a desk where I do all the writing stuff and more of the admin side for my business and so I designed it that way I've got my laptop and my big monitor and it's it's set up in just the way that works for me and when I sit here it makes me think oh yes I am doing this type of work and it does put you in the right frame of mind and then next to it I have a another desk and that is the like the craft desk that's the making desk because my business I have to I physically make things 
So I have separated them out. So that's my work side, that the like the physical part of my work is that desk. And then the admin slash writing part is a different desk. And that has really helped actually having those two separated out because depending on which one I sit at, I am already kind of putting myself in the right frame of mind to do this kind of work that needs more focus or this kind of work where I can listen to YouTube and things like that. And uh, again, with this, with you saying like yours is a bit of a living room with a TV and everything, and sometimes you watch TV. I'm the same. I have a little mini TV and I like to put my Colombo DVDs and Poirot DVDs on and just have them playing because some of the work I do is, um, it's not very heavily intense. I'm just following patterns or I am just running through a very simple thing and I don't need to be like massively focused so I can have that in the background. And I've had to tell people like, if the TV's on, it doesn't matter. I'm still working because I'm I'm at my desk at these times, so I'm still working. Because again, as you said, family members walk in, they see the TV on and they think it's a free day or that you're just not working and it's a break and they can come in and chit chat or do something. And it's like, no, I'm still working. So, yeah, it uh, even especially if you do have a designated space, it kind of forces people to sort of step back and think, well, I, think I think they're working. It's like, yes, yes, we are. We are. <laughs> yeah see so it kills two birds with one stone <laughs> yeah I think it, it is it is, it is it's not an easy thing to do is to balance working from home with everything and effectively writing and I think especially if you're spending a lot of time in your office and that's the same place you do your writing it can get a little brain fry because you feel like oh god I'm always sitting at the computer which is why Rachel made the really good point of Sometimes you do want to move around and like, you know, if, if you're writing, you might want to take your laptop and do it somewhere else. So it separates out those two writing places, uh, those two workplaces, the writing and the working and that. But again, do the same thing with the writing, you know, set boundaries with your family. It's like, yes, it's my break, but I'm doing something in it. If I'm in the kitchen, if I'm in the living room, then yes, you can chat to me. If I've got my laptop and I've you know, got my headphones in, then don't chat to me. That way you can kind of defend your writing as well, your writing time. Of course, we could be giving you all this information and, and you could all be heading back into the office and it might be completely pointless. But just in case, if there's any of you who are working from home or starting your own business and working from home, I hope this helped, hopefully. And we've got nothing else to add at the moment. So we really hope you enjoyed this episode and do let us know how you write effectively while working from home, if you do, or what issues you run into while working from home and trying to write effectively. Stick them in the comments or on Twitter using the hashtag The Merry Writer Podcast. If you want to get some extra content, head on over to our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash The Merry Writer Podcast. You can support our show for as little as $1 a month and get yourself some extra bonus content. Tune in next week for another episode of The Merry Writer Podcast where we ask all the right questions. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. This podcast is brought to you by Writer's Block. We hate our brains. The music titled Inspired is by Kevin McLeod, licensed under Creative Commons for Rule.